Cody not to hold your breath. It was going to be a fortnight. <sighs> I am not doing that again. No, don't do it again. You know, you don't tell me to do that again. Oh, no, I don't think I told you to do it again <sighs> in the first place. Okay. Okay. All right. No, just checking. Is the colour coming back to my cheeks? Yeah, kind of. Excellent. Yeah. It's all right. Blue's in this season. It's fine. <laughs> Hello. Actually, I have made my ears ring. Yeah, I should expect you. How have you been doing that a fortnight, you bird? <laughs> oh, I'm unhealthy. You are now. Um... <laughs> Hello. Hello. Good morning. Hello, lovely listeners. Hello, listeners. Hello, lovely listeners. Welcome to Frithcast episode 20. 20. 20. 20. I always have to... 20. I always, I always find myself having to sit and, and, and think about what episode it is. And it's it's fairly straightforward. We just add one every time. We do. But I know. You know. I get I get caught up on it sometimes. I'm like, what number are we on? What day of the week is it? Have I slept today? It's kind of all in there, really. If people can tolerate us up to like 100, 150 or whatever, we're going to really be in the... I'll be gnawed. You're going to have to stop counting. I'll be right? keeping a tally on the wall somewhere. <laughs> ah. 150 episodes. Ah, they're probably... We do 24 <laughs> a year. They'll probably get bored of us by then anyway. Yeah, well, let's see how it goes. We, so, well, hello, what are we What are we here for? Well, uh, that's a really big question. <laughs> Why it's are we one of the difficult ones. What is the Why? meaning of life? Why are we here? <laughs> yeah, no. Um, yes, no. Um, episode 20... So last episode, episode 19, we looked at some of the preparations or some of the things you can consider when you're preparing to do a ritual. Okay. So we talked about things like um, being aware of what kind of ritual you want, what kind of ritual suits you as a person, Mm -hmm. um, what kind of things you might consider, so how long you want it to be, how complicated, how short, what suits you as an individual. Yeah. Things like what clothing you want to wear for it or whether you want to wear any special jewellery or whether you want to use any special tools or whether you want to prepare an offering which may take a little bit more time beforehand yeah so we had a chat about that so today's episode is kind of the carrying on from that discussion okay about now you've done all your preparation what do you actually do so before we get into what you actually do, mm-hmm. or what you can consider doing, because it's all good and there are many ways, yes. I think we probably ought to introduce ourselves. I am Suzanne. And I am Kate. And I am not uh, an, an anything, really. Um, I'm, I'm just a druid who lives here. <laughs> a sort of a druid. A sort of a druid. Yeah. A druidy thing. Druidy thing. Yeah. Coffee powered druid. Yeah. So not even a heathen. Well, we'll come. But it's uh, all good. You know, I'm learning. I'm learning as we go, and it's uh, you know, so I'm, I just I just kind of weigh in and ask questions occasionally. Yeah, it's all good. Um, so we hope you enjoy the second half of this discussion mm-hmm. on how to do ritual. Ta-da! 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 Ta-da!
done blots that have been highly ritualised. Yeah. I've done ceremonies that have been very long and very deep for me and very complex. But I've also wandered out to a you know a thorn tree and poured a beer out for Thor and gone, Watcha, this yeah. one's for you. Cheers, mate. I'm gonna go back to my tent now and do my thing. Mm. And for me, both of those have value. Anything in between has value. It's yeah. just how you understand that, what you as, as an individual are comfortable with. Yeah. And, the more, and the more dynamic sort of form of it, I, I presume, will, will sort of better reinforce your personal yes. relationship with your connection the with. deity in question. And yeah, so it's, it's not to say this is the only way of doing it. Mm. It's not to say, you know, there are as many ways of talking to the gods as there are lovely listeners out there right now. Mm. Every one of them will approach every god differently, every okay. goddess differently. Mm. So if I come back to do your preparation, your long-term stuff, yep. get all your kit ready to go, get me washed, get me dressed, get to wherever it is I'm going. Yeah. Preferably on time. Would Especially if I'm going to be there with a the group, they kind of need you to be there as well. Yeah. <laughs> Even it if helps. You're, it does. It's slightly less embarrassing if you turn <laughs> up on time. So if you are doing ritual for yourself, that's fine. You'll know when it's time. Yeah. Or even if you think, right, the kids aren't coming home from school for half an hour, I've got time. Yeah. Now is my time. That's it. And I know at 25 minutes time, they're going to come clattering through that hallway or I've got to go pick them up from school. So this is my half an hour to commune, to connect. Yeah. This is my half an hour space to talk to the gods. You know, you might sort of have one evening where you think, actually, no, I'm clearing my social diary, that's my space. Mm. You might choose to connect with uh, a local pagan group, especially at solstices, equinoxes, and go along to their celebrations. You might have a local kindred that you go with okay. and connect with other heathens at a particular time. It's all good. Mm. However you can make that connection, you know, the emphasis is on connection. And you might think, well, actually, I don't want to carve time out of my day to go and talk. The gods can see my actions and that's what's important to me. Yeah. That's all good too. Either way, I like taking time to create ritual. Just just occasionally sort of look up for what you're doing and, and, and give it a sort of see here Mars or... Yeah. Okay, maybe not. Mars. No. Unless you're in a very specific line of work. Yes. Um, <coughs> but, um, yeah. See here, Mars, I send these six men to you. Yes. Yeah, no, let's not be doing that. No. Unless unless it is your job, obviously. Yeah, and then that's all good and yeah. maybe groovy. Anyway, moving <laughs> on. <laughs> so, long-term preparation. I've finally got to the site where I want to do my ceremony. Mm -hmm. This might be public park, it might be a private garden, it might be a member of your kindred's garden or house or space. Mm -hmm. I've done ritual blot in the middle of a field, yeah. in the middle of a private back garden, in somebody's house because it was sheeting down with rain and none of us were going outside. Darn right. Yeah. So out came the electronic candles <laughs> and we just got on with it. <laughs> it worked just as well. It did. Yeah. So it's all dependent on circumstance. Mm. Once you've got all your kit, you're probably thinking, well, what do I actually say? How do I start this? And for me, there's several parts 
to a blot. Okay. So I start by creating sacred space. Mm. Now it may be that the space that you're using is a space that you have laid aside just for ceremony, for yeah. ritual. It may be that you don't have that luxury. Mm. It may be that you're using a corner of a private park or a, a corner of a garden or, or your living room or your living room or your kitchen wherever mm. but what I tend to start mine with is what they call the Hammerite the so Hammerite the Hammerite is generally where you look at each compass direction and up and down mm -hmm. and you ask for that space to be made sacred for the duration of that rite okay. you are essentially saying I am picking up the phone and getting a dial tone this is in preparation for me making my call. Yeah, that's so this is what of, I'm I doing. Like that, yeah. I'm plugging my modem in. I'm getting my wee little beeps. I'm sorry, your modem? I know. <laughs> <sighs> little bleeps. I'm going all retro on you. In fairness, we still have modems. It's we just... do. The the hammer right that I use at the beginning. Some people may have a hammer that they want to expressly use for this purpose. Mm -hmm. I have seen yours. I have a DIY two pound lump hammer because I find it works just fine. Yeah, straight off the shelf at B&Q. Straight off the shelf at other hardware stores. Other hardware available. stores are available, yes, obviously. <laughs> we're not the BBC, I we can know. do it. We're a little bit further down the pecking order than the BBC. This is the BBC, thank you. Send a copy of this to B&Q, they might give us free hammers. Mm, tempting, but no. For the advertising. Yeah, I've got mine already. <laughs> um, but I've just got a £2 lump hammer. Yeah. Works just fine for me. It's sat on my altar upstairs. This is the only thing it gets used for is hammer rights. Mm. So generally you will need to know the four cardinal directions. So you need to know north, south, east and west. And I will stand, when I'm ready to start and I've laid all my stuff out, either on a cloth or on the altar, you can use anything from a camp table to the floor, mm. whatever works but I will make sure I've got all my stuff ready before I want to start. Okay. And I will generally start with a hammerite to create that sacred space. If you like, pick up the phone and get that dial tone, hmm. ready for you to start making that connection, okay. that communication. So I will start by facing north and I will generally raise the hammer in my left hand because I am left-handed. And I will say, hammer in the north, hail and hallow this holy stead. And then I will point east and repeat, replacing the word east okay. into said saying. Hammer in the east, hail and hallow this holy stead. And then I will point south and west, thusly. I'm actually doing it. I, I, I know, I mean, it's very good. I've yeah. got a whole demonstration thing going on here. The, you, uh, listeners, you can't actually see it, but I'm... I'm with the pointing. I'm doing the pointing with a, with an imaginary hammer in my hand. It's quite a good, yeah. I mean, if you don't have a hammer or you don't feel that that's your thing, you could just use your open hand mm. and hold it into each direction. Mm. Palm out to the north, palm out to the east, south and west. Mm. The other two directions that I tend to then use are hammer above, hail and hallow this holy stead. And then I will either crouch or drop the head of the hammer towards the ground, hammer below, hail and hallow this holy stead. And that covers your six directions. Six. Yep. So that, for me, creates the beginning of that space, mm. the beginning of that sacred area. Just for that duration, this is the area that I deem 
sacred for me for now. What I will then do is generally I will acknowledge or offer to the land spirits, the spirits of place. So I may say, hail to the spirits of this place. We stand here and think of you and honour you in the way that you deserve to be honoured. Yep. Or something like, hail to the spirits of this place. I accept this gift. We wish for friendship between us. Yes, I've heard that. Yeah, so something fairly short, fairly simple, that will just greet the spirits of that place. Yeah. I will then greet the ancestors in the same way. So I may say something similar to hail to the ancestors of blood and spirit. We recognise you and all your line coming down to us. Okay. Be with us today. Stand with us today. Mm -hmm. We welcome your presence with us today. So you are acknowledging all your ancestors. So I will say hail to the ancestors. Okay. Hail to the ancestors of blood and spirit. We bring you a small gift or this gift is for you. I may say we light this incense in your honour mm -hmm. and light it. Which generally means, you know, pro tip, bring matches. If you are absolutely guaranteed that it is not going to be remotely way damp, bring matches. If not, bring a lighter. Because the chances are when you get to the point where you need <clears throat> to light your incense, your matches will be damp. Or one of those things or they won't strike. One of those things with a long prong where yes. you press the button and they're they're commonly referred to in our local pagan community as a cosmic clicker. You get a cosmic clicker, yeah. Um one of these so gas lighters. We, <laughs> we have like a little gas lighter with a long like a long fire lighter thing where you click the trigger and the flame comes up. A, a long tiny prong. flame comes at the at the end of the it's a long the tube. So they are known locally here as a cosmic clicker. <laughs> yeah, get a cosmic clicker. Take a spare. Mm. Take it from me. <laughs> Matches don't always work. And if your incense is even remotely damp, it won't light. Take fire lighters. Yeah. Take, take kerosene. No, don't, don't take, take kerosene. kerosene. Don't take don't kerosene. Don't take kerosene. Bad. Bad idea. Bad. <sighs> Please, ancestors, accept this incense, which I will burn for you when I can get the dratted stuff to light. I'm going to get into trouble. <laughs> You'll be fine. Somebody from the fire service is going to hear this and I'm going to get a phone call. Yeah. And don't encourage people to take kerosene yeah. or petrol, whatever. Yeah, don't do that. But if you have a suspicion that it's going to be damp or cool outside, I tend to take lighters as well as matches. Mm -hmm. Because there have been, I have learned from experience, <laughs> there have been instances of getting to the point where I need to light incense as an offering and not being able to light it. Also, if you're <laughs> on, the, on the subject of the fire service... If you're inside, yes, do take care when you're lighting stuff. I mean, I know it's yes. not a reason. You're all grown-ups. You probably, you know, you probably don't. This need is to say why this. we have like tea light candles with the batteries in the bottom. Yeah, but yeah. it always bears saying again. Yeah, do not be setting fire to your kitchen mm. through doing this. Bad idea. It's just not a good thought. No. So after I've said hail to the ancestors, I will say a general hail to all the Aesir and the Vanir. Okay. Generally, it doesn't matter whether it's for a season or for an event or for a, a specific god or goddess, I will say a general hail to all the Aesir and Vanir and I may offer them um, some mead or I may offer them a small offering to all of them in general. Okay. And then, once I have done that, 
I will get to the central part of the ceremony. So if this ceremony is for a particular deity, I may mention them by name, I may offer a prayer of praise, I may mention all their titles and areas of influence. Some people sing or offer a song, some people will do readings from the Havamal okay. for a particular verse that is of particular relevance, mm. or they may do a reading from a saga, you know, that has, again, particular relevance to either the time or the occasion, yep. the time of year, or the god or goddess in question. Mm. You may want to mix up prayers, you may want to mix them with readings from the Havamal, with saga, uh, with pieces of music that people play. Mm. You may want to organise a call and response prayer that your group will sing with you or say with you or chant with you. You may have somebody that wants to play music mm. that will honour that particular deity or that particular time of year. Or you may, that middle section tends to be the part you can tailor most. Mm. Somewhere in there, if it's for a particular deity, you may have a uh, an offering for them, aforementioned cake or bread or you may want to... Mead. Mead, also mead. good. Yes, mead. Uh, also, pro tip, if you're going to be doing a ceremony with a group, have a non-alcoholic alternative with you. Yes. Because there may be people who are driving or there may be people who can't have alcohol due to medications and you, as a, as, as a host, as somebody conducting the block, you want to make sure that they can also involve as much as they want to. Inclusivity is the watchword. Also good, yes. And that interconnectedness with people. Yeah. All people is all good. So, again, your preparations will depend on how many people you're doing the ritual for. If you're just doing it for you, you know how much mead you want to take. If you're doing it for a group all of... All the mead. All the mead. No, yet. Wait for it. Okay, sorry. If you're doing it for a group of three or four people, yeah. you probably know that they're probably going to take a sip or two each. Yeah. If you've got a circle of 200, <laughs> then... You're going to have some very happy monks on Linda's farm. You're going to have some... Yes, or wherever you happen to get... Other meads are available. Oh, yeah, of course, yes. Yes. Um, so then you take all the mead mm. because you're going to have 200 people taking a sip. Yeah. So again, it depends on your context. How many people, what's going to go on, whether anybody wants to have uh, speak a reading or whether you ask somebody else to do part of the reading or whether you just leave it yourself. Mm. That middle part can be tailored as long as or as short as you like. Traditionally, when you've offered around either, you know, if you've cooked bread, when you get to that particular point in the ritual, you may want to share. Mm. You may want to say something like, you know, from the gods to the earth, from the earth to men there is connection. Yeah. Men with a capital M, meaning the folk, meaning the kindred. Yes. Um, humans, people. Humans, people. Yeah. Yes. So from the gods to the earth, from the earth to the humans, people. Yep. That's how it works. So you're enforcing that connection. Mm. And you can then symbolically offer part of that bread you have shared between you back to the gods. Okay. And symbolically offer a piece back to the land spirits in the earth. 
So you are creating that connection between all of you. Between the humans, people, and the earth, and the gods. Yeah. That yeah. makes... That sounds sensible, yeah. So, when you have done that, and you have done the praying that you want to do, or you've sung the songs that you want to do, or even you've walked up to a thorn tree and gone, Watcher, I've got your beer. <laughs> also good. Works just as well. Yeah. You may want to then close the ritual. Okay. Or start that preparation of closing it down or coming to an end hmm. of it. And I tend to come to an end of it in the reverse order that I've gone into it. So I will say hail and thanks to all the gods, all the Aesir and Valia, all the mighty ones. Yeah. Hail and farewell. I will then say something like hail to our ancestors of blood and spirit whose lives have led down to us. We thank you for your presence here today. Hail and farewell. Mm. In, you know, kind of slightly longer terms. Yeah, yeah. That's the general we're summarising. We're summarising. Summarizing. So I will then say, <clears throat> hail and thanks to the spirits of place. Yeah. And ask that there be friendship between us for the next time that we visit. Okay. Or the next humans, people that happen to recognise them. Mm. May they take the same spirit of friendship that we have. And I will say hail and farewell. Hmm. I will generally then add an extra hail and farewell if there are folk gathered. Right. So if there are peoples. Humans people. Humans people. Yeah. If there are humans people apart from me, I will also thank them for coming. Okay. And say hail to the folk here gathered. Hail to the humans people here gathered. Okay. You know, thank you for sharing this with me today. Hmm. Thank you for celebrating this occasion. Thank you for marking this event. Hail and farewell. Hail and farewell. Like that. Mm. So you can do call and response. Mm. Every time you say hail and welcome or hail and farewell, you can ask that group to also do the same. Yeah. So then I will generally wait for a moment and just have a, a moment of quiet. Let things settle. Let things settle. Come out of that ritual space and time. Come back into the space and time here and now. And I will generally pack up my things. If I'm on a site, so it's a public site, I will make sure that I've picked up all my things, including my litter. Yes. I will make sure that all my offerings are biodegradable or are food that animals can eat. Yeah. Um, if there is incense, I will make sure it's docked. And I just leave the ash behind and I take the stick or the cone or the plate that it's been put on I make sure I clear everything away off that side because the land spirits are there gathered they are watching my actions yeah because I've called them to attend and I've asked them to be welcome in that space and there's no point in bringing their attention to you and reassuring them of your friendly intentions and then treating their land disrespectfully yeah it doesn't go down too well so I make sure that I've cleared everything off and if I have left them offerings in the form of say an apple in the autumn time or seeds and milk or seeds and water I will make sure that it's not necessarily tidied away but not in the middle of a great big grass field okay so if there is a tree I may put it near the roots mm. um, if there is a path going through that site or near that site I will try and put the offerings off the path mm. so the land spirits can find them but the well, the human peoples that come along don't perceive there to be mess on that side okay and then I will generally go home. And if I have dressed in ritual kit, I will also make ritual of taking that kit off and putting it away 
especially for next time round. So I may put my hammer back on my altar. I may put my oath ring back on my altar. I may take off any ritual clothes or any ritual jewellery and put it away safe for the next occasion. So that's basically how I do it. It might not be how everybody does it. And that's all good. The ways that we all connect are all different. You can choose to do it with more ceremony. You could choose to do it with less ceremony. It's what's comfortable for you. And it's how it works for you as an individual person. And it will change according to circumstance, I yes. imagine. So, yeah. And it know, may change as you develop in your practice as well. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily mean that the things you did in the beginning were wrong. It just means that those things were right then. Yeah. How you do it this week isn't necessarily going to be the same as how you do it next week. Yes. And the, the great freedom of this is that you can change. Yeah and try different things out until you find things that you are personally comfortable with which will change through time so it will develop mm-hmm. and you may find that you have a liking for using spontaneous prayer you may find you've got a liking for just sitting and being in that space and just being in that moment and just sitting in silence meditative yes mm. you may find that you want to dance, that you want to sing, that you want to chant, that you want to scream, that's all good too, very therapeutic. Indeed, so I've heard. a little bit disconcerting if you're in an urban area, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, please just watch yourself if you're gonna do that. (laughs) (laughs) It's not good. Um, But again, it's what is right for you. Mm. What is right for your circumstances, what is right for your intent, what is right for the connection that you have if you're you know giving thanks to a deity that you give thanks to if you're giving thanks to a god that you frequently give thanks to Mm. you will develop particular patterns and particular ways of doing things and that's all good yeah but it's okay to try different things Mm. it's okay to you know think about writing a prayer think about writing a song think about baking an offering even if you've never done it before have a go at it mm. you know, the gods and human peoples appreciate time and effort put into things and if your cake comes out a little bit wobbly just fine which let's face it mine would mine has been known to be slightly <coughs> wobbly on occasion <laughs> yeah pro tip um, wobbly cake is just fine my, my cake usually comes out very wobbly. Very chocolatey. Also good. Whether it's a chocolate cake or not. Because <laughs> <laughs> let's face it, there's really only one kind of cake. There, there may be. There's, All roads lead to chocolate cake. Yeah, there's, there's, there's chocolate cake that's got chocolate in it and chocolate cake that, and, and other cake that hasn't got chocolate in it yet. <laughs> <laughs> like you're thinking. Yeah. Have I mentioned that today? Yeah. So... We've hopefully given you a few things to think about. We'll put some links into the description so you can, you know, have an explore. Yeah. Find out different ways of doing things. If you find that doing the hammer right and then just sitting quietly works for you, if you find that writing out ritual works for you, word for word, mm. if you find that high ritual works for you, the lighting of candles, putting on a particular clothing, going back to the same space every time works for you, do it. Sensors. Yes. With the with the big ball of incense on a string. Yeah, I'm swinging one. 
an imaginary one back and yes. forth. Yes. Yeah. I don't know why, because we're audio. We are. But but I can see it, never and it's all good. So if you find those things work for you, do it. Yeah. There is nothing saying that, you know, you can look at the historical accounts of ritual, but there aren't that many. There are some accounts of what a temple looked like. Mm. There are certainly accounts that say um, Gothis existed, priests existed, but not every community had access to one. No. And generally it's accepted now that nobody stands between you and the gods. You face them directly. Everyone is their own priest. Everyone is their own priest. Mm. Um, and sometimes it's nice to have a gothi or a githa leading ritual, mm. leading blot, leading giving thanks, giving praise. Sometimes it's nice to do it yourself. Yeah. Even if it's just for you. Even if it's you and the gods. That's, that can be an amazing experience. Yeah. I would imagine so. Even if it's, you know, you and two friends who are may not be heathen, mm. that can be good too. If, it, if it's you and your pagan group and you're helping them understand what a Norse ritual looks like or you're taking part in pagan ritual, Wiccan ritual. It can still have meaning. It can still have that connection. So we hope you've enjoyed that discussion on some bits and pieces to consider um, when you're thinking about ritual, mm -hmm. talking with the gods. It's probably time we end it there. Okay. Because it's been quite a serious episode this episode. You probably need to go away and just have a coffee and a cake, or your equivalent thereof, because there are many treats and they are all good. You could have tea. You could have <laughs> iced tea. Don't have iced tea. Iced tea. I can highly recommend iced coffee, though. Really? No. Iced latte. No, 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 no. It's wrong. It's no. It's coffee. It no, can't possibly be wrong. It's, all it's coffee. cold coffee and it's wrong. The only time coffee should be cold is when it's in cake. No, 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 no. Yes. Coffee is always right. Okay. Lovely listeners, Kate and I are going to go away and discuss the merits or demerits of cold coffee because mm, yuck. Coffee. <sighs> so we're going to leave you for today. We are. And we hope you've enjoyed this episode. So I've been Suzanne. And how do I contact you? How do you contact me? You can find me online. Mm -hmm. It's a marvellous thing. The Information Superhighway. The Information Superhighway. You can find me online on Facebook as Suzanne Martin or on Twitter. Throw me a friend request, send me a message. If you've got any thoughts about what you'd like us to consider for a future Fifthcast episode, just drop us a line. And if you want to find me, the probably the best way is to have a, uh, I have a, a, a small sort of excuse for a website at glassrain.net. Uh, you can visit me there. There's links to my various social media accounts and otherwise all that stuff what she said yeah so we will talk to you all next time bye 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 we go now we go we go we go we go whoosh whoosh i am the leader i i wait i am the leader we go this way <laughs> okay okay um stop <laughs>